0: No, I'm <laughs> Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on Thursday, April 14th, LA Galaxy getting ready for a trip to Chicago, as a matter of fact left this afternoon, winging it to the Windy City. They'll be playing against Chicago on Saturday. We're going to get you ready for that game. Uh, Also, live show coming up that Saturday at the watch party, at the block party that is happening for the LA Galaxy. That is the LA Galaxy Soccer Complex. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Get you cleaned up on some LA Galaxy news, including LA Galaxy versus Chivas. Didn't that game just happen? No! No, it's coming up. SoFi Stadium. We're going to talk a little bit about that one. As well and whether or not we're all going to get murdered. Alright, I think that about does it. We're ready to rock and roll. Joining us today from the Texas capital of Corner of the Galaxy, it is Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's
1: it going, bud? It's going very well over here in uh, COG Studios... I, I was east. gonna say west, but yeah. it's not really west. It's no. east. It's, east. it's, oh, yeah. it's like COG southwest. Central. I'm gonna say CoG Studios Central. Okay, I can deal yeah, with that. It, it, I, yeah, and I was gonna say Central America, but that's not right that's, either. That's <laughs> other is, implications. Yeah. It,
0: it is Central of America, of like the yeah. North America. No, not even North America. No, it yeah. really isn't. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm yeah, in Scrapp that one. Yeah, you're.
1: In de- <laughs> hey everybody, I'm in Texas. <laughs> hey y'all. All right. <laughs> Welcome. Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, how are you doing? Doing good? Uh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this week, usually I'm the one traveling for work. This week, my wife was traveling for work. And then uh, tomorrow is not a school night for my kids. They have the day off. So normally uh, when I record, it's, you know, 10, 10 p.m. central time. The kids are usually already in bed. It's easy. It's e- easy transition tonight. Uh, Yeah, we let him stay up a little bit later. It was a little bit harder. It was kind of rushing. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to go live. (laughs) You saw the computer fall apart and go wild. So it's, uh, you know, these little minor miracles that we figure it out and I'm here. Happy to be here and excited to talk LA Galaxy soccer. We have a game this weekend. Yes, that's Uh, exciting. We had had a big game last weekend, so exciting times, exciting times all around.
0: Maybe the universe is trying to tell us that we're not supposed to record tonight because my dog decided to pee on the carpet beside me like, you know, 20, 30 minutes before this was all happening. So I was in here with the vacuum, trying not to make too much noise because, of course, my son is sleeping.
1: Yeah, Uh, one of my dogs threw up before I went on. There's something, yeah, something's off. Something's off in the universe. We take no responsibility to what happens on today's it,
0: live show. It was that Japanese dragon egg that popped open. This is the results of that. You saw that. You heard about that, right? I heard about that. Okay. Yeah. I D- I, don't open
1: it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't like where this is
0: going. I, I don't know where. How, how
1: are you? Other than
0: that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm uh, fine. we're hanging in there. Doom. We're, we're gonna do it. I, I'm a little. I'm a little stressed because we do have the live show on Saturday. I did buy a large wagon to cart all my stuff in, and then I filled up that wagon like with one trip. I was like, "Oh, this will be enough to handle all my stuff." And I filled up the wagon. Literally with like four things. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to make multiple trips now. This is not going to be as good as this. So uh, I wanted to give everybody a heads up, though. Again, just a reminder, uh, the LA Galaxy hosting a block party at the LA Galaxy Sports Complex in Torrance. These are the fields the LA Galaxy saved. Uh, when the state of California decided it had to charge the city of Torrance full cost or full price for, for the soccer fields, the LA galaxy went there and actually paid the cost and are doing the whole, uh, whole thing there. So they revamped the fields. They've been completely redone and they're having a block party there that includes a viewing party, ribbon cutting ceremony, youth clinics, that type of thing. And of course, a COG live show from 3:30 to four 30 PM. Uh, I offered to fly the hammer out here. I think the Easter bunny <laughs> cat said no. Um, so, so hammer's not coming out, but we got, we got myself and, uh, the panda's going to be out there. Christian miles is going to be there and hopefully Sophie as well, although she's getting ready to go to uh, the UK here pretty soon. So we'll see if she can, she can make it, but please come out enjoy have fun i don't know what we're, we're we're gonna talk about the game we're gonna talk about the galaxy we got a bunch of really smart people around who knows who will walk by that maybe we can interview like i don't know we're just we're gonna wing it and have a good time <laughs> so get out there uh hopefully i i ordered a, a a one two threads hat eric one of the little bucket hats did you see their bucket nice. hats that were out there I,
1: I i did see their bucket hats one two threads always killing it big shout out to him and uh, to them, uh, you know, a uh, couple of them over there, the team over there. Uh, yeah, the bucket hats look impeccable. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order one myself. Where'd you go with I, w- I think I'm gonna go with the 96. I went with the
0: 96. With? I went with the 96, I went with yeah. the 96. So I'm hoping Classic. it gets here tomorrow. That I know it shipped. They, they told me it shipped. I'm hoping it gets here tomorrow so I can wear it for my bald head doesn't get torched in the sun. Nice. Uh, because as I've mentioned before, the COG polos that I ordered won't be here in time. Um, and then the <laughs> COG pop-up tent that I have, which has custom graphics and all that won't be here in time either. So we're just going to have to do another live show uh, where, <laughs> well, where, where, where we'll be do, doing all this, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's it's the just, answer. It's,
1: it's just an excuse. Yeah. And it's an excuse to do another one. I've got major FOMO missing out on this one. The first live show that I'm not able to attend. So yes. kind of bummed that I'm gonna miss it. But again, you have a more than capable crew. Looks like they're gonna be there. So so you'll be in good hands and I'm getting to get my uh get my galaxy reps out tonight. That way, you know, we don't we're we're not redundant two days from now anyway. So it all kind of works out uh in the wash. But yeah, Easter weekend I was not going to get the hall pass to fly away <laughs> I,
0: I <understand. laughs> this weekend. Yeah, I understand. Um, one of the things, though, I want to point out is this show will be recorded. We will put it out afterwards. I don't know how relevant it will be afterwards, but we'll share it with you. But there won't be video for it there. Well, it won't be live. I won't be able to stream it live. At least I don't think I'll be able to stream it live. So um, if I figure out how to do it, then yeah, maybe. But um, as of right now, no is the answer. Um, so the only way to be there is to, of course, come hang out with us and, and see what's going on. And then there's a watch party from five to to seven basically for the, for the thing. And then there's an LA galaxy two game, which I don't know that people can actually get into, but you know, if you hang around and you sort of go places, sometimes you can get into places you didn't know that you were going to get into. So I'm just saying, you know, think about that. That'll be, that'll be one of the things.
1: One, I don't like what you're implying there. Yes. But two, uh, uh, two. I think just the, the good cause and kind of the story that you've explained several times of kind of how, how that soccer center uh, is kind of being rebranded and kind of re-cleaned up and, and done differently. Great story, a good cause to come out. And if nothing else, you're getting, you know, around uh, other podcast listeners, other Galaxy fans, and getting together to watch the game at the very least. And again, uh, we don't know, you don't know where this game is going to be streamed or, or what channel it's going to be on, but you know it's going to be on at this place. So at the very least, you know that you're going to be able to watch the game at uh, at this location, so that's that's the exciting part. If nothing else. Go for the watch party and for the podcast. It's, it's going to be a good time.
0: Can we talk about that real quick, though? I mean, like <laughs> where the who's going to show it? Um, yeah. uh, OK, so an email went out today, not to me and not to from the L.A. Galaxy, but from Spectrum to their news partners around that said, hey, we're showing the L.A. Galaxy game on Saturday. This is what we've been telling you to expect is that the, the that Spectrum Sportsnet is going to be the L.A. Galaxy's local broadcast partner this year. We've been waiting for it to get done. I got told yesterday it was still not done. I just want to point that out that on Wednesday. Before a game that was supposed to be on Saturday, they don't have a deal done. Now, that's that's somewhat secondhand information, so it could have been snaking its way through. And I have a feeling that the fact an email went out at least points to the fact that it it could have gotten done or it will be getting done. But I don't know if there's a backup plan for this. Um, the They sent out something that said it would be shown on lagalaxy.com. I don't know if that's true, and I don't know if that's going to switch all of a sudden because all of a sudden they're going to oh, no, it's Spectrum. And then it's going to go to Spectrum, but I know they sent out an email that said it's going to be shown on lagalaxy.com. I would not count on that. Um, I personally, uh, I think this is a ding against the Galaxy not getting a deal done until this late. They should have yeah. something in place already. Um, it should be
1: clear. Should, the fans should know what's happening and three days in advance. Yeah,
0: and we don't, and I don't, yeah. and I'm fairly well plugged in. I don't know what's going on, and I've been begging for information. Um, so I'm hoping that tomorrow on Friday, they put out an email that says the game is on spectrum and that's where you can find it because that's where it's headed. And I don't know what happens. I mean, I can just, <laughs> this is the worst case like scenario in my head because I don't know of any backup plans or anything like that is that all of a sudden net. Listen, Chicago was going to be broadcasting that's, this, right? That's
1: where I was going to go. This makes me think of my younger years when we used to get WGN. That's actually the channel it's going to be on. Right. You know, so I, I watched many an episode of Saved by the Bell After School on WGN. So at the very least, I think you get that feed. Hopefully, uh, maybe. Hopefully, I mean, if you're at a market, you get it on ESPN Plus. Yeah, you, right. you should be able to get it, uh, but obviously that doesn't do you an intestine. That's not going to do you any good. So, uh, but I'm sure the Galaxy, the organization, probably has ways around that if they wanted to. Do you, you know, w- show the WGN feed? I figure they would know people who know people to make adjustments. I'm not going to show gonna, it at, I'm I'm yeah. not
0: gonna say I'm not going to say that I have heard instances of VPNs being used, but I I'm not going to say that.
1: Okay, but so I, I, didn't I also say will it. say that with ESPN Plus, has a pretty well locked down with the VPN. So that's unless you've got other methods uh, to get around it. But that's ESPN Plus is pretty good about. About shutting you out,
0: yeah. Uh, even
1: even with a VPN,
0: yeah. So so just we're still expecting Spectrum. We're expecting that to happen. You know, the whole <laughs> I can just imagine. There's a watch party, and they're like, "Oh, we can't show the game because it's not on TV." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to anyway, happen.
1: Anyway, Adam yeah. Serrano is live <laughs> at Soldier Field. Well, he's going to be Facebook <laughs> <He's got> Live <laughs> at yeah. So enjoy watching it. Filmed on my iPhone 12. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> my iPhone 7. Yeah, uh, it's the elegant. No, I think they're little, little a yeah. little behind. Um, yeah. Anyway, so so that's where we we go. I, I don't want to get too far away from this though. Hammer, your thoughts on El Tráfico and the two one victory and the crazy wild wacky way it ended and <laughs> all that fun say, stuff.
1: I'll say that that feels like it was two months ago. You know, just the the time the, how long that took for that game to you know with the extra time and everything that went down. And yeah, I haven't been able to to recap it officially on the show, but uh, you know, just to kind of recap, I think I summed it up. Uh, pretty well with just kind of a short tweet. So here's my tweet version is that the, the starters played a damn near perfect game and, and the subs were just the letdown because the and to the starters, I mean, to their credit and also to, goes against them, they put everything out there. They drove themselves into the ground, you even heard the comments, you know, after the game, they said they were dead tired. They gave it everything. But, you know, the, the subs were really the letdown, you know, Costa, Cabral, Kleschen, Depew, you know, Jovalich. Not, not one of those players came in, and made a difference, and made the Galaxy better. And that's really unfortunate, especially considering two of those players are DPs. Uh, so, so it was just, uh, it was unfortunate that they weren't able to hold uh, LAFC off. And then, you know, with that whole VAR decision, um, you know, a lot of people hate VAR, and, and I think MLS has it right for the most part the way they do VAR where you know it's kind of unless it's clear and obvious you don't overturn it you go with the call on the field but I'm I'm team get it right and and at the end of the day they got the call right at the end I didn't think it was going to be overturned I thought you know it's it was going to be one of those too close to call they don't overturn it but when they showed it and it was pretty clear and obvious that there was an error there so they called it so I think You know, it was the right call at the end. I think if we're being honest, that Vela header, and you covered it on Monday with the Panda, that was a closer call. I think whatever the call on the field, you couldn't turn it either way. And so just the fact that it was called on the field off, that's why – It it stood, and so I think that was a closer call than the end. I think if you know LAFC fans are going to gripe about it, they have a better gripe on that. Uh, But I also am a believer that it all kind of works out in the wash. We've been burned by VAR uh, at some point, you know, in the past, and so this year we got we got on the the good side of the soccer gods. And I'm sure at some point this season we're going to get it's going to go the other way. We're going to get a VAR decision that doesn't go our way and cost us two maybe three points, and we'll look back and we'll say, hey, that's, that's the way it goes. A CSL football, that's the way it is. And then uh, you know, just it is what it is. Uh, but you're happy with the three points. You keep that mental edge uh over LAFC, which I think is huge because you know the, the you can't beat us at home, depending on the way so playoffs weird. go and everything's going. It's another year that they have to wait their turn to try to get it done. So regardless of what happens on the other the other El Trafico this season, they still have that mental edge. Uh, and so so that was that. So you know, Chicharito did great, Grand Sir did great. I think Efrain Alvarez is someone who we've we've been pretty critical of, but he's someone who's kind of played himself into, you know, having a role in, in this team. Maybe it's not, you know, a consistent starting role, but he's kind of forcing the decision on Vanny to kind of make him part of the mix. And whenever a player goes down like Delgado did, or, you know, if you're having Cabral have the season that he's having so far. Efren Alvarez is not making the mistakes and he's, he's doing his job and, you know, maybe he's not quote unquote living up to the hype, but I think he's really, you know, I want to just give him a shout out for the honorable mention. He's been doing what he's supposed to do. You know, when you look on the other foot, which is, you know, Kevin Cabral, who is not. And I think right now he was benched and I think rightfully so. And at this point he has to earn that spot back. He has to come in off the bench and make Vanny, you know, say, okay, this guy needs to be a starter from what he's bringing on the field. But right now I think that was the right decision. And I don't, I don't see him. Uh, as a regular starter moving forward, if that's the decision, that Vanny wanted to make and make him earn that spot. I don't think anyone would fault it. If if Julian Arajo's not too big to be put in the doghouse, then I don't think Kevin Cabral should be too big to be put in the doghouse either.
0: No, I, I will say that that Efrain Alvarez missed two of the bigger chances the LA Galaxy had. On but the he nine. tripped
1: on he tripped on one of them. He was in the right position. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that, which you could say for Cabral, I guess as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the Cabral <laughs> shot that he that he got whenever he was in was a .37 on unexpected goals just because of the positioning, and yeah. then the ball that bounced out to Efra was almost a seven percent chance. It was one of the higher ones of the whole yeah. night, and and he didn't hit it, and it's it's that little stuff there that you're like, that was it. You put that ball away, and we've all agreed that, you know, yeah. that's it. Um,
1: it's
0: over, yeah. So, so I think it's interesting, though, just thinking about what LAFC wants, which is to beat the LA Galaxy at home. They now have to hope that the LA Galaxy hosts a playoff game yeah. this year <laughs> um, at Dignity Health Sports Park so that way they can win for the first time in the playoffs. That's their hope, is that they finish below the LA Galaxy. So that way they can then go into uh, Dignity Health Sports Park and beat the Galaxy there. You think that's what they're they're thinking? I th-
1: I think that's I don't think that's what they want. They want to have the home playoff game, but I also I'd like to put this argument to rest because this happens on their the head to head, the LA Galaxy has the edge on LAFC. Correct. And the the rebuttal will be, but in the playoffs, LAFC beat you. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, you didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So you can be us in the playoffs all day, but if you don't end up doing anything with that win, it means nothing. It's well, a, it's a, it's a meaningless victory. Well, also, you know, yeah. Okay. So you knock out of the playoffs. So, okay. So you went to the Western conference finals. Congratulations. You know, do you hang the banner for that? Do you make rings? Are you making patches? No. At the, at the end of the day, you know, you can say it's technically a more valuable win, but at the end of the day, it was inconsequential. So I don't think that's really an edge if that's a rebuttal. I, I don't think that's as valid as as some of the, you know, cross cross town rivals think it is.
0: Well, and, and the other thing is that's one playoff game, right? That's been the only playoff game the two have yeah. played against each other. And then if you look at how many times LAFC, is, how long LAFC has been in the league, this league, and they still haven't beaten the Galaxy at home, that's a big mental thing that's yeah. still there. And it's a mental block and it continues to rise. Just some uh, cleanup from that game. Uh, disciplinary committee came out and said the Los Angeles Football Club has been found in violation of the mass confrontation policy. Duh. During the post-match phase of their game against the LA Galaxy, uh, LAFC, as well as head coach Steve Cherundolo each have been fined an undisclosed amount for the club's second violation of the league's policy. This six games in, Eric, they've already done it twice. Um, I don't blame them, by the way. I think the Galaxy would have done the same thing in that particular yeah. case. And so I, I think you move on. Uh, but I do think that it's crazy that it's six games in and they've already been fined <laughs> after because you get a warning. You get one warning and nobody gets fined. And then after the warning you get fined and they're it's six games in they're going to have you hang a lot of fines. Um, yeah as as one uh, LAFC fan tweeted uh in my general direction M- every penny well worth it i'm like you yeah, you were offside twice it wasn't and, really worth it
1: i mean yeah, it's you- also it's not your money so <laughs> yeah who cares <laughs> of course it's worth it worth it for me too oh. uh, all that dp money we spent on giovanni dos santos yeah money well spent yeah money. it's not my money <laughs> not, not my concern just uh, flush yeah. it down the drain flush it down the drain um uh, good times but my my only thing to to that point i think there were some yellow cards to the Galaxy, in particular, with Chicharito off the bench, and then that same thing with the Portland game that just went off the rails. Some yellow cards there. I, I think the the Galaxy maybe I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the yellow card accumulation that's something that concerns me. Uh, you know, especially when Chicharito the the drop off from. Chicharito to our second striker, it's a pretty big drop off. So I, I'd like to keep him off uh, off the warning sheet as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. By the way, Patrick says Benching Cabral now sends a clear message to the entire team that Silverware is the objective and soon. I disagree 100%. I don't think that means that at all. I think it means the Cabral has not played well. Um, yeah. I think everybody on that team already knows that silverware is important and that winning is important. Trust me. I hear it every day from those guys. In fact with Chicharito I would be very happy if Chicharito does not speak for the next couple of games. We have t- and and I would like to point out he was he was the subject of the press conference call that happened with Chicago and it was a joint press conference call which we'll talk about in a little bit but he was the subject. We didn't request him. That wasn't an LA Galaxy request. That was a they're getting over 25,000 tickets sold at Chicago and it's going to be a big game and people. People are asking for it, and all this other stuff. That's 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 why he spoke because you know, and that's why Shakiri spoke as well, even though he's injured. And we'll talk yeah. about that as well. But that's why he spoke. It wasn't like I needed to hear from Chicha again because um, yeah. that dude, that dude is starting to get ticked at everybody. He's like, "Why do you guys
1: keep asking for me?" I'm like, I. <laughs> Let's ask him about the national team again. Let's let's see how he answers that question. Um, but it, I mean, it reminds me of that SNL skit with uh, Chris. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Where you know someone gets to the piano and she yep. just starts belting it out. I don't think you need to twist uh, Javier's arm very very hard to get him to to nope. talk and to, to wax poetic. So that's 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 the other side of it also.
0: But he starts he starts to be snippy with his answers. That's the difference. It's like now he doesn't want to talk. You know the whole day. And he was nice to to us. Um, he was asked about the national team stuff, and he it was asked in Spanish. And I I know exactly whenever it gets asked, and I don't speak Spanish. I'm like, oh, that's a national team question. Here it comes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was that. Let's uh before and, yeah well, go ahead
1: to your to your point, And I tweeted this out earlier, but I'm gonna say it again: is that they're gonna promote this match as a Shakiri versus Chicharito, he, he, you know, heads up. But I think the real ones will recognize that this is a Jonathan Bornstein versus Sasha question rematch. Uh, you know, head to head. This is this is what people really want to see. That Bornstein versus Clushin, old Chivas USA, US men's national teams head to head. Those are what the real ones are looking after. Um, so maybe we can get them on the call.
0: I, I, I shared this that, with you. That went
1: over like a wet fart. On the, everybody's on side of the, everybody's like of the what Skype there.
0: Who? <laughs> Um,
1: Yeah, I'm old. I'm old, guys.
0: uh, Jonathan Bornstein's, uh, I told you this on Twitter, but this is true. Uh, The LA Galaxy, whenever we have press days, order sandwiches from Jonathan Bornstein's parents who own a deli not too far away from Dignity Hill Sports Park. And so there's little box lunches that they give us, which, by the way, they never used to do before. And I'm like, is this a new thing? Is it because you guys missed us? Like, why? Why are we getting sandwiches? We used to get nothing, which was fine. Didn't expect anything. And now they give us sandwiches whenever we show up, which is great. Um, Good turkey sandwich, too. So um, anyway, the deli that they order is from Jonathan. Borenstein's family which I think is just a really kind of like sideways thing but it, that nobody would ever know but now you know so it's, I, nice, I, I it's a nice little way.
1: easter egg I know they're the families you know in the southern California communities they're they're big in the soccer community around town so yeah that, it, it all adds up it all makes sense it's a nice little easter egg
0: you know what is in and around the soccer community in Los Angeles Eric uh, this match apparently on August 3rd, how hey, was that a good segue? What a segue. What, was, a, segue.
1: what a guy, uh, LA I Ga- thought Easter egg was, was a good segue, you know, given that, the holiday. That and is. Such,
0: I just thought Easter egg. I didn't realize, uh, LA galaxy, LAFC Chivas and club America will headline historic first soccer event at SoFi stadium in a quote unquote, must see leagues cup showcase. August 3rd. I don't know who's saying it's must-see. I don't, because it's, it's not me. I guarantee <laughs> the, it's not me saying The must promoters
1: see. of the League's Cup, that's who.
0: <laughs> now, there is no League's Cup this year, right? They sort of canceled that. They said, hey, the we're showcase, not going to have it. We're just doing the showcase of which the LA Galaxy didn't qualify for and LAFC didn't qualify for. And it's just these games where the LA Galaxy will play against Chivas, Guadalajara, um, and then LAFC will play Club America. Um, this will all be at SoFi Stadium. So the first soccer events at SoFi Stadium on Wednesday, August 3rd. Now, I said nice things last podcast. I think it was last podcast, or maybe it was right after whenever it happened, and I haven't talked about it. But the LA Galaxy moved a game on August 3rd. They were gonna play Minnesota at home. Um, and it was in between two games. It was between Dallas on July 30th. And I think um, who's the other team? I wrote it down. I have it here somewhere. Um, but anyway, they um, oh, here it is. August 6th, that's Sporting Kansas City. So July 30th at FC Dallas and August 6th at Sporting Kansas City. They moved the Minnesota game to June. There were only two games in June. And then they added a third one. So I'm like, hey, this is great. You're moving one of your six games away from August when it's a very busy month in the hot heat of the summer um, and you're going to get, you know, one that's in June where you have a little bit more time, a little bit rest there. You can go and host Minnesota at home. That works. It makes sense. Okay, perfect. Good job. I take all that back because they filled it in <laughs> with a money grab game,
1: Yeah, which is what these are. And we have, listen. It's- I That's what think- I was going to say. Call it what it is. It <laughs> is a money grab, especially when you think of the league's cup. Uh, you know, we, we can't get away from the league's cup, no matter how hard we try. Um, but but they want to consistently make it a thing. I think when they had the press release, uh, this is what stood out the most. I'll just read the quote here. It's MLS and Liga Amekis, uh, which entered a partnership in 2018, rooted in the on-field rivalry, as well as the true spirit of collaboration off the field, will pause their respective seasons for one month during the 2023 summer to play the league's club. Cup showcasing the soccer infrastructure and capabilities in the region in the years leading to the 2026 FIFA World Cup in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. That's that's what this is. Yes. This is a test run for Can SoFi Stadium host big scale international style matches. That's what this is. This is a, a tune-up match. You know, before the leagues cup matches happen in 2023. This is just a warm-up, and that's why it says it's a showcase. It's not. You know, these teams didn't qualify for it. It's a showcase. And I think that's just very telling that we have the 2026 World Cup coming. We know that Chris Klein is involved with the Los Angeles committee to bring, uh, you know, games to Los Angeles, which, you know, you can't have uh, a World Cup in U.S., uh, Canada and Mexico and not have Los Angeles be one of the key fixtures of those cities. So I think that it's a test run. That's all it is. And then we know the chat's kind of talking about it with, you know, the dimensions of the field. And I think this is where they're going to these games in the coming years is where they're going to figure that out.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. FIFA just got done inspecting SoFi Stadium and said that it's 63 feet too too narrow in order to host a FIFA World Cup game. Now, um, the stadium itself was built for American football. It was always, meant yeah. you know, unlike some of the other stadiums where they sort of said, hey, we can fit a soccer stadium. Like Atlanta United. It, Atlanta gets way too much credit for planning a soccer field inside it because when you look at the sight lines, they're crap from the TV viewing Uh, angle, but they fit a soccer stadium in there.
1: And also, to their attendance credit also, it's like, yeah, you have a (laughs) that's where you play your home game. Same thing with Charlotte. You know, you play your games in a football stadium 50,000, 70,000. Yeah, of course, you're going to be able to sell out and get more attendance at those games, you know, when you have a 22,000, a 25,000 Obviously, that's going to impact. It just depends on the field that you're going for. So that's the other side of that coin as well.
0: So so anyway, so SoFi decided that they didn't even want to do that, which was be like, nah, we're good. We're, we'll, we're fine. And they actually... Like we're sort of saying, hey, if it comes to hosting World Cup games, we'll just demolish things. Like they're literally going to go in and be like, okay, well, we'll spend millions of dollars to redo the suites. And there's I, there's a lot of the lower level has a lot of suites in it, and I think you'd have to like knock those out in order to do it. And those are some money makers. But I still imagine, and listen, FIFA saying it's 63 feet too narrow. Not it's not like the the field itself is 63 feet too narrow. It's the overall space where the where the Correct. where the where the field would be placed is 63 feet too narrow. So. It, when we see this game in August, you will see maybe a slightly less um, wide field than you're used to seeing When Plus, at Dignity Health Sports Park, the field is wide. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, one of the wider fields um, in the league. And so you're going to see slightly narrower. Uh, and then like the bench and stuff like that is going to have to be pushed into some areas. Maybe it'll be up into the stands a little bit like they do um, at some of the soccer specific stadiums and that type of thing. So they're going to be ways around this. And I would imagine for these games that they're not going to truck in grass either. So I imagine it's yeah. turf. Um, so,
1: well, it's, I think that if you want to look for the prototype, it's the, at a Allegiant, Allegiant stadium in Vegas where they had the nation's league final, it's very similar to the field setup where the corners, it was pretty, pretty tight in there, you know, when, when the corners and when they've got to, you know, getting the corner flags and the, you know, sight lines were a little bit off there, but they were able to play a nation's league final and it worked out, you know, so, so I think. You, you'll definitely be able to play a game there, especially as an exhibition. And like you said, it's a test run. They threw billions of dollars at that stadium. So what's going to be a few million, you know, to to, to redo it, and the benefit that you're going to get from hosting a, a World Cup game? I think they'll look at that as a as an investment in that regard. And now you're set up, you know, for future games after the World Cup as well. If you kind of redesign that stadium, I know there's a lot of kind of things around that lower bowl there's a concert venue and a bunch of different things so you know they got a lot of room to play with over there
0: yeah and you know this is again a test run i think for eventual traffic goes to be held at this spot as well so just you know keep that all in mind as you go now the big deal here though is that the four teams they're picking have um very good followings within the countries yeah, that they're they, in right very they popular the big teams dogs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so there is certainly a question about how that's going to be handled by four different bases fan groups and and bases of support that are coming in now in the release it says that each fan group is going to be given their own section of support and that you're going to be able to by the way la galaxy season ticket members you're going to be given a pre-sale code i have no idea what do you think what, what do you think the the tickets are going to go what how much how much do you think they're going to charge season ticket
1: members for this i'm i think 80 bucks a, yeah minimum? i was going to say d- double header Right. Face value mm-hmm. to get in the door. Right, I think it's going to be at least 100, 120. Okay. So season sing- season ticket member discount. Right, eighty bucks it's in a- between eighty to 100 hundred. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, I I agree with that I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, so you can buy tickets for this. Apparently, you're going to have your own section, and the whole deal. Um, you know, they took they they said they wanted to show that they could host these 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 big soccer games, and they took four very volatile fan groups especially when you get them near each other <laughs> yeah. um and you're you're gonna test it this is the test um i am <laughs> i don't i don't want to be like the guy in the ivory castle type thing but i'll be up in the press box uh, yeah. that's where i'll be hanging out so you <laughs> i'm staying away from the fray yeah i don't the, i to me i'm nervous that this is going to be a disaster um yeah, and if that, they if they don't take security into account then it's a problem
1: yeah, that, that that's truly the fear. That's that's the one downside to this is okay, you can look at this as a positive, you know, this showcase. You get to finally get to host a soccer game inside a SoFi stadium. And then you look and you say, you know what, actually, <laughs> I can see where this can go very, very wrong. And, and that's because look at the game this past weekend. There needed to be a lot of buildup and, you know, videos needed to be created with players, you know, asking for peace. And, you know, security needed to be, you know, protocols needed to be changed the way things had been done in years past because they had to learn from their mistakes for previous years to kind of fix those things. This is the first this is the trial balloon, you know, so. They're not going to have anything to base this off of. You can't compare this to an El Trafico. You can't compare this to a friendly, you know, at the Rose Bowl or at the Coliseum. This is a whole new different thing. So, you know, hopefully their security team and whatever they have going on has something planned because these are fan bases that don't like each other and that get violent when they're put in the same place. So you do need to be taken into consideration. And if you're trying to showcase it, you want this to be, you know, family friendly, good environment, hosting a you know, World Cup. This is the kind of environment that you want. You just kind of need to be mindful of that, and I understand kind of the negative attention that I could you know, could be saying. But Liga MX also has had some pretty, you know, some pretty kind of gruesome events as of recently. You know, when you look at the Alice and you know, Kataro incident that happened there. Not saying that the, you know the Guadalajara fans and Club America fans were responsible for that, but that that's was the same league, and so if, you know, that's you know, the fan. Fan base, And, and again, I, I'm being delicate with my words here because I don't want to lump everyone into the same category because that's not right either. But it's in the back of your mind. It's in the back of your mind that this is the league where that kind of, you know, violence happens. So it's just something that, you, you know, you, you have to take into consideration at least, you know, uh, make a footnote of it.
0: Uh, if you're looking for tickets for this, uh, LA Galaxy season ticket members will be given the chance uh, to purchase tickets. Go, that goes live on Monday, April 18th at 10 a.m. Uh, an email will be sent to season ticket members with all the pre-sale information. Uh, tickets for the general public will go on sale Thursday, April 21st at 10 a.m. Um Uh, I was going to say, uh, is this an A team game? Uh, remember you're playing between two away games. So you're in Dallas, you come home, you play at SoFi on a Wednesday night, and then you go back to, uh, I think sporting Kansas city is yeah. Yeah. It's SKC on August 6th, uh, between two away games, two difficult games in the heat of the summer in two hot places.
1: Well, Dallas will be hot. Yeah. And so that that's, I think this is a B team game all the way. Uh, I think it, what they want to do is they want to sell it as you know Chicharrito playing against his old club. And so you want to market that in that way. But I just don't if you're taking your league game seriously and this is just a showcase an exhibition, whatever it is, you can't have your starters you know play more than thirty minutes. Right. you know So you know if you do have him go in, make an appearance, smile and wave, uh, and then pull them right off. I, I don't think you get any value of this. I think you do get your B team. You're a you know a lot of LA Galaxy two guys kind of get the run.
0: I know who you could call up. You could call up Alex Akala. That's who you there, can call. Oh, See, now
1: there's a segue.
0: See, how about that segue? <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. Uh, LA Galaxy, uh, U17s and U15s at the GA Cup. You good on the on the other one? We're good. I know it was a transition. Oh yeah, we're good. We okay. ran
1: it into the ground. I put my foot in my mouth. I blamed the whole fan base for violence. So I'm the sure goal. I'm sure I won't get any pushback.
0: Okay, good. So we're good. Um, here we go. Uh, the LA Galaxy U17s and U15s were at the GA Cup, Generation Adidas Cup in uh, Frisco, Texas. Uh, Hammer, you went to us. You went to a game I, for
1: a bit. <laughs> I went. Yeah. I went. Had a Costco run planned, and I said, "You know what? I'm right by the stadium. I'm gonna swing by, uh, swing by, and check out the in Adidas Cup, the U17s." We're playing at that time, so it was uh, no mistake that I planned my Costco run around that time. But uh, you know, went to go check him out and watch them play. And uh, you know, Alex Acala was one of the players that stood out. You know, he's one of those players when you watch him, his movement on the ball, you say this guy's different. And I mean that with no disrespect to any of the other U17 players that were on the field. But whenever Alcala was on the ball, you're like, okay, this is there's something special, there's something different here. Uh, you you kind of see the the sizzle that's you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see some of the ball movement that he has and just you know the little techers move that he has. Has. The the one kind of knock against him, and I guess you know this is something you would say is, you know, are you going to be able to do this at the senior level to pull off a lot of these moves? You know, are you too cute for your own good? But at this level, he's able to get it done. And I think if you look at other players who who have gone this path, you know, this is how they played against this age group, because they're able to get away with it. Uh, you know, as you get older, obviously he'll mature and he'll be able to, you know, be more direct and maybe not, you know, have as much sizzle there. But at the same token, this is what makes him special. So why Get away from this. You don't want to beat this out of him. Keep him going. So he was some a player that just stood out as being very special. And, and it came through in the highlights, uh, you know, there versus Manchester United. So he's a player that I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, see, seeing what happens. I know he's connected to uh, Manchester City, and I know there's deals that go on. But, again, if we're able to get him, you know, at 16, 17, you know, maybe get an, a G2 and maybe get him, uh, you know, a special appearance against – uh, you know, Chivas to Guadalajara in that August game, that might be something special, you know, for him to get his uh, debut on those colors.
0: Alex Acala is betrothed to uh, Manchester City, so there's a pre-contract basically that whenever he turns 18, Manchester City will have a chance to buy him. Um, and so uh, this was his game against Manchester United's U-17s. Uh, I think that game ended up going to penalty kicks. The LA Galaxy lost on that. I have the results basically from the GA si- uh, from the GA Cup. Um, and this was given to me by the LA Galaxy. I did not double check it. So um, I, I trusted <laughs> that they knew. Um, the Galaxy U-17 side finished with a record of one win, uh, zero losses, and two draws in a group featuring uh, Solar sc toronto fc and the colorado rapids after advancing to the round of 16 the galaxy u17s lost to manchester united on penalty kicks Uh, the galaxy u15 side finished fourth 0-1 and two in a group featuring toronto fc rayados and orlando city sc so that is your la galaxy uh, academy update there and uh, eventually we're gonna have mike munoz on here and we can talk some more about that stuff but just interesting ga cup is a huge deal um, yeah, teams from all over the world end up going to the GA Cup. You Manchester Uniteds and everybody else in between, right?
1: Yeah, the, I think the, g- the game happening behind me, I think it was, uh, you know, River Plate and uh, and Pumas yeah. from Mexico, those academies. I, w- I was watching the Galaxy respectfully, but that seemed to be the game to watch. Was, you know, there's some Colossus being and some shouting going on uh, around. But that's kind of the cool thing about that event. You know, you have your Manchester United, you know, your Pumas, your River Plate. You have a lot of different teams. You know, Porto w- was there as well. They had their academies. So that, that's kind of the cool thing is you're able to see the stars before their stars. So, you know, if, you, if you're ever in the, you know, North Dallas uh, North Texas Frisco area you know it's a it's a fun event to check out the Toyota soccer um, whatever it's called the soccer center I soccer think it's center. Toyota soccer center but just all the the infrastructure is there it's perfect for a youth tournament so I, I just I like the setup it was a cool cool thing to see and then be able to see some future G's uh, you know it just made that a little bit more special for me.
0: Uh, the uh, the LA Galaxy in preparation for their game against Chicago Fire uh, held a joint press conference. We never do this. That's not a thing that happens, these joint press conferences. It's not like every time, you know, the Galaxy play LAFC, like both teams will hold a media availability. So basically what it was was just a Zoom call that had like assigned times to people, right? So it was like, but yeah.
1: But I liked it. I liked the premise. You know, it was very Champions League. You know, everyone got their turn to speak, and it gets you it gets you hyped up for the game. But the only thing that was curious is, like, this is going to be, you know, a WGN slash Spectrum game. So, you know, I, I don't know that it needed the pomp and circumstance of, you know, a joint call leading up to it. I like the idea. I don't know if this was the game. you needed to hype up for
0: it well well this is this is some some crazy i mean what you're going to see on the sidelines and we'll preview just a little bit here is ezra hendrickson obviously a former la galaxy player is the head coach for chicago hit one of his assistant coaches is junior gonzalez who was coaching for la galaxy too um not too long ago earlier this season right it was one of those and then uh Greg uh, talked a little bit and said, whenever we realized that Ezra got the job, we thought we might lose junior just because they know each other. We knew um, sort of how that went um, and and how everybody was was going to go with that. So I got to, I mean, it was fun. I was just going to listen in and see like sort of what everybody said, but nobody was asking the question that I wanted to know, which was how Ezra felt about coaching against some of his former teammates. And if that was something, I thought it was a really interesting angle. So I asked um, Ezra about it, um, I said, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, you're going to be coaching against some former teammates of yours, Kevin Hartman, Dave, uh, Dan Kalichman. They said, Dave, I said, Dan, uh, Dan Kalichman, uh, Greg Vanny. What does it mean to have so many former LA galaxy players in one spot on both sides of the sidelines? Um, is it something special for you? And Ezra said the line, which I thought was probably the line of the of the the uh, the, the whole uh, press conference, was he goes, yeah. "I'm sure Siggy Schmidt is smiling down from heaven right now, seeing this because all of us played for him at one point. Kevin um, and Vanny even played college for him." Uh, he goes, "That that being said, we're friends. We keep in touch. We don't call each other every day, but when we see each other, it's very cordial. We remember the times together, the good times together. When you play with teammates like that, it's a lasting friendship for a long time." And we have that friendship between us. Uh, but when the whistle blows, that goes out the door. We're both trying to win. They're trying to win. And we're trying to win out here. It's all about doing what it takes to win the game. We're at home. And yes, I have some friends on the sideline, on the other sideline. But that doesn't matter once the whistle blows. But off the field, we're very close. And that's something that will go on. Um, i us see. Vanny talked about this as well because he got asked the the same question uh, about you know playing against uh, Ezra and and I felt like Vanny was more warm about it. Um, mm-hmm. Ezra seemed actually a little like arms distance, like he was trying to keep everything like yes, yeah. it means something, but it doesn't. <laughs> you know, like we're very cordial with each other, it isn't exactly like you know. Greg goes, yeah, we text each other all the time. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was he was playing he was playing coy, he was playing hard to it's, get, it's, yeah. And I I think Ezra is someone who's been you know, a serial assistant around the league, in particular under Siggy Schmidt. You know, he he has always been around a lot of MLS Cubs, so to see him, you know, get that opportunity to be the head coach there in Chicago is exciting as an LA Galaxy fan. He's one of my all-time favorite LA Galaxy players, even, see behind me, shout out to Field the Berm, spotted a little, another Easter egg, you know, if if we're doing the secret word, but I have my Ezra Hendrickson, uh, you know, 2000 uh, LA Galaxy jersey there, you know, just what he did as a left back, you know, a wing back ahead of his time. He was really... Uh, a full, You know, a fullback that played forward, you know, he, he was really uh, incredible. So, you know, to see had the Galaxy go up against him and then with Vanny and Kalichman and just kind of all those connections there with Hartman as well. It, it is sentimental uh, if you're an L.A. Galaxy fan. And I thought, you know, Hendrickson, that quote. You know, it was really incredible. I think you couldn't couldn't have summed it up better in particular with the fondness that that um you know, he had for Siggy and that Siggy had for him as well. he was he was a siggy guy through and through. He was you know, followed him, followed him to multiple teams uh, as an assistant. So, you know, you could tell, um, you know, if he's saying that about him, you know, that that really means a lot to Ezra. So looking forward to catching him. But hopefully, you know, I wish him no luck this weekend as well. <laughs> uh,
0: Greg sort of said the <laughs> same thing. Let's hear what Greg said whenever he was asked about uh, Ezra.
2: First, Ezra, first and foremost, wonderful human being. Um, I imagine I haven't obviously been around him in the coaching environment, but I imagine he's a fantastic man-manager, clear in his ideas. It's been good to see him have early success and to get that group at least you know stabilized. Um, obviously, with Junior joining him from our club this past year, it's a, it's a coaching staff that I'm rooting for. Uh, not this weekend, but in general, that I'm rooting for. Um, but I'm, I'm sure they they'll get things uh, moving, and as, as they have. As uh, terms of playing, I, I used to love playing with Ezra. He was he was a you know in our league, he was one of the first real like guys who was a super attacking right back who would get forward, who would uh, who was on the weak side because I was the left back, so I would just look a lot of times. And one of the things that I enjoyed doing was hitting the ball across the field, so. The amount of times that I would hit the switch play from my side over to Ezra on the other side who would be coming around Kobe was, uh, I don't know, it was so many times it helped create attacks for us that I loved playing with him, I loved his, his, just his energy and, and positivity, but also the way he loved to attack, which I think suited the way I played the game, so I thought we were a good, good pair even though we were on opposite sides, so. I've been friends with Ezra and still talk with him all the time, um, you know, when we see each other and in passing. And and again, wish him well, not this weekend, but wish
0: him well. There we go. The not this weekend. Wish him well, not this yeah. weekend. Wish him well.
1: I was uh, going to say, I, I promise I didn't listen to that in, in advance. I, mean, I basically mirrored uh, the same things that Vanny said. So I, it makes me feel good whenever, uh, you know, I agree with Greg Vanny and he agrees with me. So good times.
0: Um, I, I will say, uh, ask Greg about uh, the availability of everyone. I said, did everyone make it out of the game unscathed? Um, obviously we saw a bunch of guys cramping up and limping and everything. So you never know if those are injuries or if those are cramps. Uh, Greg said, everybody made it out. All right. There's like, Normal season, just minor things that we manage from guy to guy. But in general, everybody made it out and everybody was in training today. So there's uh, nobody that we're specifically concerned about. So I would imagine that means that everybody's available for selection outside of Viafania and Saldana, I think are the two long term injuries that we're kind of tracking. We'll ask on occasion uh, about that. I think Damien was trying to get a Saldana update um, yeah, after, I, after I, the call. I,
1: bel- I believe is in training, correct? So, like, he's he's not I, he, as far removed he, he was, as Villafania is, right? He,
0: he wasn't last time because he had surgery okay. on his ankle. So, he's he was, like, out six to eight weeks, like, before he would even back. So, I don't know that he's, I don't think he's made an appearance sort of on the field here recently. Okay. So... Um, and I will
1: I will, I will. will get back to my Instagram sleuthing. I yeah. could have sworn I saw him you, in the you, locker room or on the field there. Or you you may be
0: right. He, maybe he's like working out inside or something that like might that. Be it. Like, and mm-hmm. so he's in the locker room and he's around the guys. Maybe he's out of casts or anything else that is happening. We have not gotten an update on him in a while. It's one of the things that it's like, it's easier to do whenever you're in person than it is whenever you're on a zoom call. Um, I actually got cut short talking to Chicha, uh, in this, in this, see, this is what happens whenever you get too many people. This is, this is, this is going to be pertinent for this weekend. Um, there were too many people in my church, right? It was like a holiday and there were too many people in my church and everybody wants to talk about, talk to Chicha about like the Mexican national team. And I want to talk to him about like the mental challenge of coming off of a emotional win and lockdown game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how taxing is that? That's the big deal that I think we're trying to watch for in this game is that you beat LAFC. It's emotional. It was a grind and physically exhausting. We saw that from so many people. So how does that affect you? And Chicha for his, his ways and, and all the things. And listen, he says a million things all the time. Um, he says, um, "He, I, I, you know, uh, let's see. I'm trying to sing. Uh, he says, if you want to be a champion and you want to lift trophies, you need to play every single game like the one we just played against El Tráfico. Of course, it has a special feeling, emotion, and everything, but it's just an extra kind of thing. The standard should be as high as that game. We need to respect every single team here in MLS, regardless if we're playing at home or away. We need to win every single game. Every single game is a final." Uh, I always repeat about it because it's true, and it's the lessons that we learn. We were the only team in a playoff position until the last second of the Salt Lake game. So it's like every game counts, every sprint, every training, every decision matters, and more if you are an LA Galaxy player. So I hope not, because honestly, I play every single game like if it was a final, because I know every single point, as many points as we can get is going to put us in a better position regardless of the future that is going to come. It's just you win as many games as you can, even if it's like 34 in the beginning of the season, that should be your aim, and you need to respect every single MLS team as the most complicated obstacle you're going to have in front of you. Chicha spit and fight. Somebody says that <laughs> when he retires, <laughs> he can just have a podcast and he doesn't need a host. I, I yeah. do agree well, with that.
1: I was gonna say you you could relate to to that, just being able to just uh, pick up and go and and, uh, <laughs> and go stream a conscience There, the only again, he, he's saying all the right things because he knows how to say all the right things. What's he supposed to say? We're going in. You know, and if we if we don't win, that's fine. That's like good. we'll we'll be okay. That's okay. Because <laughs> but then there's the other side of the coin. Well, if every match is a final, then no match is a final. You know, if every hit is a home run, then you know there's no specialness to it. Can we- I understand the sentiment and where he's going. You look at to win every single game. You're not going into a game to grind out a draw or to you know you know get a a moral victory where you just, as long as we play well, that's all we're looking for. No, I think he sees what happened last season, and playing well doesn't cut it. You need the points. On the board, so I get you need to have that mentality, but also, yeah. What, what's he supposed to say? <laughs> what, what's the alternative? He, he he knows how to say the right things.
0: No no baseball references. I'm still mad they pulled Clayton Kershaw whenever he had a perfect game going. Oh, so. you're that guy. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Because you know perfect games they they happen all the time. Just go. You no, know, who cares? And he has
1: some of them. And yeah.
0: He he's he coming off of injury. He's he, fine. He no. No, you do. I don't care. You go out and you, you have your six outs away from a perfect game. You're dealing, you're throwing 10 to 12, uh, 10 to 12 pitches per inning. You are in the perfect zone.
1: You're not out there laboring. He wasn't laboring. We, we want him healthy in October. Good.
0: That'll be real good. Whenever the Dodgers, for some reason, end (laughs) up like having a whole bunch of other guys hurt and it doesn't matter. Um, All right. So yes. Anyway,
1: (laughs) I like, uh, you know, shout out to what the, in the chat, you play to win Win the the game. game. Yeah playoffs all-time quotes you want to talk about the playoffs <laughs> uh,
0: i miss uh, it all good stuff uh yeah chicha has a bunch of really interesting questions uh the full media call at least the la galaxy side is up on um the the youtube channel and i, I didn't i don't think i put it on corner i think i got sidetracked with writing other stuff and doing other things but uh on our youtube channel you can go and get that full media call you can hear greg you can hear chicha uncut i leave it all in there uh so that way you can uh, enjoy it without having to worry about anybody trying to clip quotes and make it fit within four minutes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's as long as it is. And, and that's, that's it. That,
1: that's where I was just going to give you kudos. I, I think you do an incredible service for the fans. You know, I don't know that that benefits, you know, a lot of people, but it benefits the fans who need to go back and want to look at it and give a full picture. Again, for the WGN uh, Sportsnet game, I don't know that it's totally necessary, but if it, it's there if you want it, if you need it. So, you know, big shout out to, to you for providing that for our, the fan base. There, uh,
0: we talked about it already. LA Galaxy already in Chicago. I think as we speak, uh, they traveled to Chicago. Uh, they will train on the AM on in Friday in Chicago, so they'll do that training and then the game at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday, April 16th. Galaxy will fly back after that game um, and land uh, at O'Dark 30. I'm sure at some point, uh, whenever <laughs> they can they can get back. Although there's a, like a two-hour difference, so it's it's not horrible yeah. for them. Um, so that's going to be uh, fun to watch, and I'm really interested in the game it seems interesting uh we'll talk about it here in just a second your april schedule for the la galaxy uh now going into game number let's see one two three of the month and three still left after this because of course we have the open cup game coming up on april 19th so that's on tuesday Landon donovan and san diego loyal will come up to dignity health sports park um so I'm of two minds on that game. I'm always like getting knocked out as soon as possible so we don't have to put any more effort into this because making the playoffs, the playoffs. You want to talk about the playoffs? I figured we should touch all the bases. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: They are who we thought they were.
0: <laughs> um, so, uh, so, you know, I, that's part of it, but also... I, people say this. I think they don't quite understand what they're saying, but they're like, "What's the easiest way to the to the Champions League?" It is. It's these it really with single elimination games where depending on the coin flip of home and away determines mostly who's going to win those games. That's the easiest way to the. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe there is an easy way to the Champions League. There's a lot of luck involved in Open Cup getting to the Champions League. So I'll give you that. Um, yeah. So maybe the Galaxy can be lucky.
1: It's it's all about pathways. It's it's you know do you get a favorable path where you get you know, a USL team or, or even a, an amateur team, you know, that you get in that those opening rounds. And then, you know, depending on where you get seated and where you get placed, that's that's how it goes. And the same thing with the playoffs, depending on, you know, who you catch and who knocks out who, it's all, it's all about the favorable draw, you I know, mean, regardless of which, whether you're going, you know, MLS Cup or US Open Cup, uh, e- either way. There's, and I agree with you, there is no easy path, especially now, nowadays with, you know, the levels of, of uh, American League soccer, you know, and kind of the, the the USLs and the nieces of the world where there's competitive leagues all the way around. And these teams, you know, especially if you're, you know, I'll ask you this, with Chicago, you know, this game coming on Saturday and then the Loyal game on Tuesday, do you make take this game on Tuesday into consideration? No. Nope. You, you know, you play your game on Saturday and so, you know, do you play the B team and then if you lose to the Loyal, is that truly a big loss because... Well, you know, you maybe you're playing your B team, your Galaxy 2 guys, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. Or, you know, do you throw your starters out there, especially with the Nashville game, you know, sandwiched right after that. I don't know that I'd put a lot of thought into Tuesday's game. You go to win – at, you know, at Chicago and then you prepare for Nashville at home and then you, whatever happens on Tuesday happens. I, I don't think you, you make, you make a big priority of it. And so I know there are people like you said, who want, you know, you want, want silverware, you know, the galaxy, maybe, you know, MLS cup is, you know, a bridge too far, but us open cup, if you put all your priority into that, maybe you can, you know, win a trophy at the end of the season, but I don't know. That's right. You know, do you really want to put your effort in that? I think Chicharito said it, you know, they missed the playoffs. I think that should be the priority getting points in your league matches.
0: Uh, start Jovalich. Everybody else I don't care about. Uh there's a bunch of people on the end of the bench who don't get any minutes. Put those guys in. This is their time to play. So you can get mostly senior team guys who don't get a whole lot of playing yeah, time.
1: This is your your Jonathan Klingsman, your you know, your your Jovalich. Yeah. The, the, I agree with you. Your Zavaleta. P- your Zavaleta. Right, there you right. go. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. I'm glad we got three people on the field. That's good. We did a we did we did a really good job. Uh Nashville coming up, uh, then Salt Lake we City. Have to center close backs. It out. Yeah. Eight. Eight center backs. Somebody said, I think they need another center back, like a backup center back. I'm like, no. <laughs> um in may schedule coming up austin and another uh five game uh month there six games now in in uh in uh march april april that's the that's the month six games now in in april uh you have a game um obviously here five games in may and then just three games in june with with one being moved so we've sort of paid attention to that if you look at the standings right now in the eastern conference it's philadelphia unbeaten at the top of the Sporter shield and the eastern conference 16 points uh, so far playing in the second division of Major League Soccer in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, LAFC at the top, LA Galaxy one point behind. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game for the Galaxy just for Chicago. Chance to possibly jump LAFC as well. So um, there's stuff on the line here. I'm sure everybody's paying attention to it. Salt Lake, uh, who is the end of the month opponent for the LA Galaxy. Austin, who is the beginning of next month opponent. Uh, FC Dallas, Houston, all teams in Texas currently above the playoff line. Nashville just floating barely above that just crazy time great time to be in texas uh, apparently for now uh give it a give it another couple months and i was gonna and say if,
1: yeah I'm, I, i've seen the tornado warnings it's not it's not always a great time
0: um supporter shield as we said philadelphia lafc la galaxy are your standings all right Let's get you ready for this game against the Chicago Fire coming up on Saturday. It is a 5 p.m. Pacific Time kickoff. TV time is supposed to be 5:08 p.m. We imagine that'll be on Spectrum or it'll be somewhere. I don't know. Just guess. Uh, let's see. WGN. Find,
1: yeah. find that. Find your way to watch Chicago cable. Yeah. That, that's your way in.
0: Oh so much fun. Oh, where'd
1: you get this logo? Look at this Look, logo. Yeah, I know
0: Josh. so this is this is the old <laughs> Chicago Fire logo. This is from uh FB Ref. Whenever I go to football reference, um it was fun, but yeah, I, I like the old I, I again, I would never didn't like I I like their new logo. It's fine. Um it's-
1: it's fine compared yeah. to this. Yeah, this the this new, the new one's beautiful. It's impeccable. This this is a disaster. <laughs> the
0: new one looks like it's Chicago Cubs logo, and they just eh. changed a couple things here and there. So I mean, it's not like they had to really scratch their head off. This, on the other hand, is edgy and new. And look at that fire logo. It looks like a trident oh, of pride i have no idea are,
1: are you that, trolling me yeah are you, oh yeah like, are you, okay okay i was going to say like, the, the video is not on right now like, what's <laughs> happening right now i feel like i'm taking crazy pills uh
0: anyway uh in this particular match uh la galaxy um all time against uh chicago 24 15 and 10 this is a long out long uh you know relationship between these two teams and i have this um and i i was sort of looking through this um, The LA Galaxy, the last time Chicago beat the LA Galaxy in Chicago was a 3-1 win in 2008. Um, if wow. you want, you can go back even further, which is the last time they the sh- that Chicago beat the LA Galaxy at Soldier Field because they used to play at Soldier Field. Then they went out to what, what Toyota Stadium at one point. And it was something yeah. else, Seat Geek Park or out whatever. Of,
1: yeah, or, yeah, was, out in the suburbs of out, Chicago. Out yeah. in the suburbs,
0: but then they came back. And now they're back in Soldier Field. So the last time Chicago beat the LA Galaxy at Soldier Field was in two thousand and five, a two one win. So. It's been a long time, and you actually have to go back, I think, to 2010 to where Chicago has actually beaten the yeah. LA Galaxy just overall, and that was at a home game um, uh, against the Galaxy um, at, at Home Depot Center probably then or StubHub Center, whichever yeah. it was at, at that point. Um, so this is, this is, again, this is a long, long, long rivalry that has happened, but it's also one where the LA Galaxy have been successful. Um, and they don't technically they don't usually lose these games, even when they're in Chicago. Uh, I got you your day of weather. Uh, 47 degrees is the high 34 at night. You can expect it being closer to 34 with winds about 10 to 50 miles an hour out of the north as it progresses into the night. Only about a one or two percent chance of precipitation. So it should stay dry. But it's going to yeah. be it's going to be windy in Chile. Um, <laughs> so uh, Which, I guess I guess enjoy that.
1: Yeah, which, which I will say, you know, if you, if you do in your research, did, you call it the Windy City, but it's not the windiest city. It's about, I think it ranks like 20th or something like that. It's not the Windiest. It's just one of those silly nicknames. But w- when you go over those stats, that was what surprised me the most also was, you know, Chicago hasn't beaten L.A. since August 2010. And then if you go to Soldier Field even further back, part of it makes me nervous, especially coming, you know, after the rivalry win. It's almost like this is a letdown. Haven't won and, you know, Chicago hasn't beat them in, you know, 10-plus years well, we're just, it's, you know, a glutton for punishment. It's like the bad thing is going to happen. But on the other side of it, sometimes you just think things are like this and they don't always make sense. When you look at the LA galaxy with the Vancouver whitecaps, doesn't matter who the coach is, doesn't matter who the players are, what the lineup is for whatever reason. They're just unlucky against that particular team. And it could be for whatever reason. You know, usually when the Galaxy play an East Coast team, usually doesn't end well. But for whatever reason, against the Chicago Fire, that's, uh, you know, in the win column. I remember, you know, Zlatan, you know, stealing a win over there a couple years ago as well. So, uh, you know, Chicago just may be that that team where we have their number. And I think back to even Soldier Field. I think seeing Fuegos, that, uh, you know, early uh, 96 playoff game, that free kick, or, you know, that, that may have been Soldier Field against... Uh, Chicago, or maybe that was later on. So, uh, good times. Not '96 because Chicago wasn't in the league, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah but still, they're an expansion uh, <laughs> team. <All laughs> it, right. it was a it was a memorable moment, an iconic moment in uh, LA Galaxy history. So maybe it just we just have that magic. Uh, when it comes to Chicago,
0: yeah, uh, it's again. I always love the varying numbers. I always get different numbers depending on which websites you go to about all this stuff. Uh, Twenty-four wins for the other Galaxy, seventeen wins for Chicago, eight draws. So they have two in there. I'm sure they were during the uh, shootout era or something like that. That uh, that.
1: Well, I think um, that that playoff series it was like a best of three playoffs. So that was another kind of weird wrinkle on that. Uh, and then there was a an extra time mini game. At the end, I think that's what golden goal. Yeah, <laughs> there, all all the boxes were checked uh, when you when you set up FIFA and you just say which mode are we playing. They just checked all the boxes. Yeah, uh, for for that that nineteen ninety eight. Ish series or 99 inch series for uh, the Galaxy in Chicago.
0: Uh, Galaxy unbeaten 11 straight. That's one you you put into um, win seven drawn four with that time. Last win was in 2010. Um, only one team has had a longer unbeaten run against Chicago in the Fire's MLS history. 13 straight by Toronto from 2015 to 2021. They played each other all the time. Galaxy and Chicago haven't faced off against each other for a little while. Uh, the Fire's five match unbeaten run to begin the season ended with one nothing loss against Orlando. Uh, that was interesting game. They got a red card, uh, double yellow to a red um and that ended up taking him down a guy and Orlando should have won that game 5 or 6 to nothing uh it ended up being one nothing cuz they couldn't finish uh Chicago has a strangely uh really good defense we're going to look at some team shape here in a second and sort of maybe explain that a little bit uh the galaxy have won 4 of their first 6 games of the season for the second consecutive year including the last two in a row they haven't won 3 in a row since a four game streak august to september of 2020 uh, though this is their seventh two-game winning streak in that time. That was all last year was win two, lose two, win two, lose two, or yeah. you know that type of thing. Um, so hopefully uh, the Galaxy can get their third in a row. The Fire have conceded a joint league low two goals this season, despite having a, an expected goals against value of 7.6. Uh, the minus 5.6 difference between Goals allowed and XG is the best in MLS this season. So uh, the expected goals have been racking up there. Most of those were yeah. against Orlando, I think.
1: Um, well, and that, that's the other thing that I found interesting is they've already played Orlando twice. And so, come on, MLS schedulers, you know, you have a whole 34 game slate. You know, we're only six games of the season and you have two games against an, a, an opponent already. So it didn't seem like the best scheduling. But at the end of the day. Whatever, but they have They didn't beat Orlando, which you know this could be a good sign if you're the LA Galaxy. But when you look at the Chicago stats, I remember hearing those same stats about the defense hasn't given up a lot of goals, and I'm thinking, okay, who did they add? And you look at that roster, there's. You know, I don't look at those defenders and they don't strike fear uh, in my heart. So uh, again, maybe that XG says more, you know, maybe they're due to get scored on or, you know, you could say it's Ezra Hendrickson, you know, the, you know, former defender. Maybe he's got something up his sleeve and they're just well coached and well organized and give them credit. They maybe they don't need the superstars. It's the organization that's keeping the, the balls out of the net.
0: Uh, Gaga Slonina is their 17 year old goalkeeper. Um, this guy's getting a lot of press, uh, a lot of talk about him in the press conference, um, just in terms of, you know, everybody's talking about his how much. Sure, he is for his age. Again, not a lot of seventeen-year-olds are starting uh, elite-level matches. He's done a very good job. He actually is tied for the league in shutouts. He has four so far. Again, that's that Chicago defense that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. um, and they've been doing a very good job. Uh, we talked about Shakiri. Shakiri was in this uh, this press conference, but he is currently day to day with a calf injury, so he's unlikely to play in this game. I think at this point. Although I wouldn't be surprised if suddenly he's on the bench and thinks that maybe he can come in uh, for a little bit. But we sort of look at how the how um, Chicago lined up with with Shabilko up front. He's mm-hmm. very good. Listen, Shabilko he's, is, is he's a legit striker. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say Shakiri. if he's healthy, you have to keep eyes on him because he's just a, a game changer. But I think Shabilko is just, he's the one who you're going to need to watch carefully. I, given the LA Galaxy's defense this season, I think Shabilko is probably good for a goal. Yeah, in this game, what what are you, what are you talking about? They've allowed, <laughs> they've averaged one goal per game. Do you think he's he's
0: going to get that one goal? Is he's that the what guy. You're saying? You're, you, he's the guy. I don't know. It just feels like it feels like you're like everybody else who's just like wants to bad mount this defense when this defense has done an outstanding <laughs> job so far this it's year. The,
1: it's the subs. It's when they come in, you know, and they're tired. That's what it is. The uh, starters I, have done well. The subs the subs the, the, are, the subs the, the subs used to be starters at the beginning of the season.
0: The so. the subs did a fine game and <laughs> a fine job in almost every game. except except... except for LAFC game. And that was throw everything at at them because we don't have anybody who can really control the rest of this game. And Vanny knew that here's the interesting thing. Shakira usually lines up in the 10. It was Brandon Gutierrez who was in there, but he got red carded,
1: got a red card, which is yeah, a big move because he's, he's a big part of their, you know, their engine in the center as well. So that's another positive in the galaxy's favor.
0: So, so they're going to have to put somebody in there. I don't know who it is. I doubt it's going to be Shakiri again. He seems like uh, he didn't sound like he was like, Oh yeah, I'm playing. He was like, we'll have to see whenever you have to say, we'll see there's there's. Yeah. I don't think you're playing a coy. I think you're like, I'm not ready.
1: Yeah. I think they should do like a Manning cast have they do for Monday night football (laughs) and just have Shakiri and Douglas Costa just sit there, you know, being massaging their calves and hamstrings. Yeah. Uh, on the sideline, that's, just in case.
0: that's what yeah. that's what it should be. Um when we look at the team shape, it's uh, again, in this Orlando game, it, it you can sort of see how condensed. Um, Chicago can be very much, uh, within the penalty box, right? So the edges of the penalty box, extend that through the center of the field. That's that condensed area where they're able to control the center of the field. It's something the galaxy do pretty well. Um, something they didn't do well against LAFC, Mark Delgado, obviously back for this game. That's going to help the galaxy control the midfield in this game. Um, I'm not overly concerned about that midfield balance, but I did see times where Orlando and certainly in the Orlando game, you throw it out because they were playing uh, against 10, but there is space in behind this defense. Um, and I think that if you're looking for somebody to to you know be able to rock them to sleep, possibly you look at somebody like Chicharito who can who can move enough to confuse this back line. Uh, it's funny whenever Shakiri does play, they had him pulled out, especially in this game. This is when Chicago played Dallas. This was a zero zero game, uh, but Shakiri at the ten was pulled all the way out to the right. And so there's this condensed sort of center package that that Chicago has, and then Shakiri, a lot like Victor Vasquez, by the way, pulls out to one side um, and attacks from one side. So yeah. Uh, that was That's- his and
1: yeah, that's where he's dangerous and where he's been dangerous historically over his career Yeah, is doing that. It,
0: and and it's interesting because I wanted to go back and see what happened again. So I grabbed another one to sort of see. And when he stays compact in this and this was just Chicago versus SKC game, um, whenever he stays in the center, they scored three goals in this game. One of them, listen, Sporting Kansas City has been a bit of a train wreck so far with Johnny Russell wanting to fight fans and all sorts of fun stuff that's, <laughs> that's going on there. Uh, Peter Vermees has a little bit of a headache for himself right now, just the way that Sporting Kansas City has started. But they scored three goals Against SKC, one of those is a penalty kick that was the one Shikiri scored. Um, but when he stays more central, you can see the shape actually probably improves a little bit just in terms of how it is. I get what you're saying, he's more, but he's, he's, he's more disconnected. I, I think
1: I'm saying historically, as you know, with the international and you know, what, he, what he's done in the past, I think for what. Chicago needs him to do. I I understand what you're saying as well, where, you know, they need him to be, they need a playmaker. Uh, You know, he doesn't have someone to set him up. He needs to be the guy to set other people up. So I understand what you're saying. It's unfortunate about my my other favorite, Johnny Russell and uh, Peter Vermees. I think maybe that dynasty is on... On the end. What, what the, do you do with that, though?
0: It's not like you can fire, like, Peter Vermees. He just, he's got to, like, just take it's just over as president. He,
1: like, he, I think I think Vermees is the type of guy, we're way off off the rails yes. here. He's the type of guy who would say, when it's not working, he's just going to walk away. I could picture him just saying, forget oh, it, I'm he done. I, I'm walking away, yeah. And just <laughs> walks says, into the sunset. I'm not going to stay here and, and tarnish anything else. I'm just walking away.
0: Uh, anyway, um, so, so, I mean, listen, this Chicago offense doesn't necessarily worry me. Um, I've watched them play. I don't think that they do anything special. Shabilko is a very good player, but it's not like he's a magic man. He's not. He he does yeah. things. That, a he lot. He needs of, the service. He needs the service. And he does a lot of things that you can keep, stay in front of him with um, some of the goals he scored. Certainly. I think I watched some of them. And I was like, there was some luck involved in some of these and that's fine too Um, but I'm not overly concerned by Chicago's offense the defense for me just because they've been so stingy is interesting I think that if you are able to crack them open if you were able to score early, which the LA Galaxy have, have scored first in five of their six games, score first, yeah. put, make them attack, make them be on the front foot. That's outside of their comfort zone right now. They're more of a, a counter react um, team that's very, very compact. They do not take a lot of chances going forward. So um, that's sort of the thing. The Galaxy has struggled with low block teams, though. You yeah, look at Orlando and Seattle. Yeah. Whenever they played low blocks, there was a problem. That,
1: that's, that's what I was going to say is, you know, you get a good feel, you know, with this LA Galaxy team and even mentioned it, you know, three of Chicharito's five goals have been in the first 15 minutes. I think in the first 15 minutes is where you see where this Galaxy team stands. You know, they're, they're attacking, they're making chances happen, and if they're able to get an early goal then I think, you know, the floodgates might open. But if they're not, they get frustrated. You saw it happen, you know, with Charlotte. You saw it happen with Orlando. Uh, you know, you can see this Galaxy team get frustrated against a stingy defense as well. But I, I just look at this roster and I think, well, the, the Galaxy is going to have the manpower. They're healthy. Uh, you know, they're coming off. They're feeling good. I I could see them with the ability you know, to finally have the XG catch up with these uh, Chicago defenders.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's time for a correction. Now, the Galaxy also had a correction, you know, basically against I looked at the corrected XG goals for the Galaxy against um, LAFC. So there's like the initial and then they go back and they correct them for some different things. The Galaxy actually finished with like one point eight seven. So closer to the two, because at one point we saw two to one. Um, It was like one point eight seven to two point one. So it was actually a lot closer whenever you look at that. So less of an XG differential, which is good because Um, Yes, you want to outperform your XG because that means you're a good team, but you don't want to continuously outperform it because that also means that you're getting quote unquote some luck, right? Whenever whenever yeah. this happens. Um, and I think Chicago, and you look at their XG difference, they are way outperforming on the defense, their expected goals against. That's a that eventually catches up to you as we've seen with yeah. the LA Galaxy over the time. <laughs>
1: so I was going to say we, we we're familiar with that story. Last thing I want to tie it back to the chat is shout out to the commercial underground. He said he loved Peter Vermese in the movie Small Soldiers. I, I don't again I don't get that talk, reference. What is it? Okay, well, well if, explain it's, it it's it's a movie where the action figures come to life uh-huh. and so you know you it's basically a kid who has to you know fight these action figures who've come come to life it's incredible again i talked about my time with wgn watching after this after school movies small soldiers was was in the rotation it was one of those movies but if if you look at the action figures peter vermees the likeness to one of those action figures is uncanny, uncanny. so i just okay. needed okay. to shout that out okay. was, it, that's a fantastic call google peter vermees and then google small soldiers Action figure, and okay. you will be wild with that reference.
0: Uh, we'll see. Uh, this is going to be uh, an interesting game just for starting lineup wise. Whether or not um, you get somebody like Douglas Costa who comes back in and starts, which I think you will. Um, whether you know uh, Grant Sear is the starter, which I think he might be, depending yeah. on. I, again, I'm worried about some of these guys physically from the last game. I know people will tell me they're professional athletes. I don't. I don't listen to any of that. I actually <laughs> pay attention to what's like happening on the field and stuff like that.
1: Well, Th- some t- guys t-
0: had max effort games against LAFC.
1: To, I think the, the other side of that coin is fair. They're professional athletes, and they its like you know F1 cars. They—they they put the fuel and everything. They go hard, and then when those things crash into a wall, they crash into a wall. It is what it is. You know that when you put max effort into a professional athlete's body, that's not the same as you know you know us getting on uh, on the rowboat or on the peloton. You know, and putting max effort—it's a different level of max effort. Uh, you know, we're talking about you know making doing doing harm to your body. You're going hard. And so that's the other side of the coin. Yes, they're professional athletes, but they're professional athletes, so they're using that machine to its fullest potential. So. That, that's the other side of that coin.
0: Yeah, it's like if you own a Porsche and you drive it on the freeway, you're not it's different than the guy who drives a Porsche on the as a race car, right? Yeah. Like there's there, yeah. I'm sure um, that's that's relatable sure. to everybody, right?
1: <laughs> I know I do everybody F1, has a Porsche. I've watched, the, I've watched you know th- four seasons of a Netflix show. I understand the F1 reference. I get F1. I'm, I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm a huge F1 fan. Yeah, of course. I, by the way, great show. Um it's fantastic. They, they, yeah. there's been so many case studies now about how that launched you know the popularity of yeah. the sport in the United States where it hasn't traditionally been popular anyway, lots of fun. Um, we'll see how that uh, how that goes. All right, LA Galaxy versus Chicago Fire. Uh, we have 538 looking at this one, Eric. Uh, did you take a look at this or do I need I to? did okay, good. I did. What do you got?
1: Yes, so Chicago Fire has a slight edge there at a 38% chance to win. The Galaxy with a 34% chance to win, 28% chance for a draw. Uh, don't let that get you down because when you look at the league slate. That is actually the closest differential, that 4%, aside from uh, Portland away at Houston. That's the only one that's closer. It's a 2%, 38 to 36%. Everything else, there's a pretty big gap between the teams. So they have this one actually a lot closer uh, than when you look at other games. So, you know, yes, they're giving uh, Chicago the slight edge there, but I think that's because of the way their defense is played. You know, we talked about XG and how that works in their favor. And I think the home field advantage uh, comes into play as well. So um, all that to say I I think this might be the Galaxy's first draw of the season. I could see them scoring goals, but I could also see them conceding a little bit of a letdown, you know, maybe letting something in at, you know, towards the end, you know, letting Chicago back into it, you know, being dog tired. So I I don't know. I could picture this one being a draw.
0: I could I could see that. Um I think if I looked at the MLS website they had Chicago plus one fifteen and the galaxy plus two ten. Um, which it to me is like a much wider gap than this yeah. This 38 and 34%. Um, they're giving Chicago, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, a credit for, uh, what they've done so far. I, I, again, Eastern conference to me has to prove a lot. You have to go like above and beyond in the Eastern conference for me to be able to be like, Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, because I to show
1: me you're for real. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and so I don't know that Chicago has done that yet. Um, just not, not in the games I watch. Certainly. I think they're they're they can be disciplined. Um, uh, but we'll see. So, uh, I think the LA galaxy have a good chance at winning this game. I'm more worried about what the galaxy do to themselves in this game than I am what Chicago does to today. If the galaxy Correct. can reverse a trend that they've had, which was they have not had good spacing on the last two games against Portland and LAFC, both riddled with reasons why that is but at the same time their spacing hasn't been good i don't think they've controlled the midfield very well um in the last two games as well and delgado had a bad game against portland got red carded and then he wasn't there against lafc so there's reasons again that we can sort of point to this and say why but i want to see that midfield regain its its shape um, because I think that's super important. I, I'd love to see Grand Sir start again if he's ready, and if not, I would love to see Cabral out there starting, um, so that way you can give Grand Sir that time to come in off the bench and, and get that in there. Um, for me, uh, you know, I think Costa is, is a guy who needs to be on the field for this. Yeah. I, there's been this this thing in the back of my head that says that like this is about the time where Greg Vandy goes, "Hey, Jonathan Klinsman, you get a starting goal," and it's <laughs> like, ah, oh, come on, it's going to be. I could see that happening, but right? yeah, right.
1: Uh- yeah, bon. especially Bond. Bond looked. He came up last week. Yeah, I, th- that's not a terrible call. I could, I could see this being one of those games.
0: I have, I have no, I have absolutely no. Um no insight into that. I'm just telling you I'm, it's one of those games where you're sort of like, ah, clinsman could start this game. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we got a $20 super chat from uh, Herb, Herb, our, the original sugar daddy himself. Uh, hey, Josh. Hey, Hammer. Late to the show. Josh needs more uh, sugar daddies. I agree. <laughs> Herb, boy, do I agree. Uh, the COG private jet maintenance. Eight cheap. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, by the way, don't ever buy an airplane. Don't if it if it flies, what is it? If it flies, if it floats or it drives, you, yeah. you lease it. All right. Now, I'm not the cars. I think you should own a car but don't ever buy a boat you can yeah you can rent those like you well, don't you my
1: don't. Uh, my father-in-law has a great one you know what boat stands for it's uh, about another thousand <laughs> about yeah, that's, every time you need to fix it, it's about another thousand
0: yeah. <laughs> ha- happiest day in a boat owner's life uh, when they buy the boat when they sell the boat um yeah. <laughs> so so you know that's that's uh, there's just a little little um you know advice for everybody but um thanks Herbert, Herb, we appreciate that uh, i am working on some things i am working on a t-shirt design uh i'm working on a scarf design and the corner of the galaxy jerseys that you've seen us wear on occasion, I'm working at pricing those out right now as we speak. So we're gonna get a pre-sale going, and we're gonna get those printed up, and you're gonna be able to do what you need to do. And there's gonna be some some options there, and we're dealing with our friends over at Soccer Warehouse to do that. So uh, we have some stuff coming. Yes, Eric. To
1: which I will say, that is an Adidas quality jersey, long sleeve. The price point. It's yeah. not going We're not. We're not giving away wings here. You know, this is something that's going to be high quality. So, just want to brace yourself. I know there were some, uh, you know, LAFC fans where price point was a concern, <laughs> but I just want to say that you know the the shirt quality, the jersey quality, this is top notch stuff from this, the Soccer Warehouse. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out there. You know, but, but you know, if Herb if Herb can handle it, then the rest of our listeners can handle
0: it. Right, right. Um, I think, um, it, it, so what we're thinking about price point, and there's going to be probably a short sleeve option or a long sleeve option. Um, and when we look at that, maybe 60 to $70 is probably going to speak, but that's custom printing and some other yep. things. Um, and then eventually you can take it to soccer warehouse. I think they'll even put some numbers on it. If you want to do that, that's a separate and that type of thing. So anyway, that's what we have. I'm working on all that. So, uh, please reminder, come out to the live show, uh, coming up on Saturday, LA galaxy, uh, have a viewing party there, have this block party. It starts at 3 PM. We will go live three 30 to four 30 PM. Uh, myself, Kevin, Christian, Sophie will be out there, uh, ready to talk to you. Um, so we're excited to be doing that then we're going to watch the game then I have to somehow cover the press conference from that place afterwards and then maybe go to an LA Galaxy 2 game it's going to be a good time
1: Good <laughs> Fun time. Times. Yeah. yeah. FOMO for me because I, I don't get to just you know go in and uh, you know go in and go out you actually you know bring the wagon set it up get everything going so yeah I do not envy you on that day it's going to be a lot of work so you know shout out to Josh shout out to all the listeners go out there enjoy listen show the support so that you're there that you care about the Galaxy and our beloved podcast so enjoy have a good time out there to all the co-hosts best of luck to you
0: uh thank you for that eric uh, shout out real quick before we end this uh john gave us a ten dollar super chat says vamos cog uh and then anthony gave us a ten dollar super chat as well says woohoo bring on the jerseys so uh yes we're working on all those things uh and so we'll hopefully have those done here pretty soon so glad everybody could join us uh er- eric you good we're done we're wrapping I'm it up good.
1: i'm good i'm feeling good and I, I there were some some shouts for for the dramatic preview the the sound doesn't work we will get those back those will come back. Again, I was in preseason form last time I was on. We're gonna get it right. We're gonna get the production value. So those will be coming back. We're not there yet, but you know, hold tight. We'll bring those back. We'll get those back in shape. I'll be in. I'll be in gain shape for those.
0: You have a record to defend here too. Is whenever you're on the show so far, we're, that galaxy have won every game, oh, right? I thanks. Mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So far, I'm. I'm two and zero. Oh. Let's see. I, I called the draw. So at the very least, undefeated.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I like it, Eric. Tell people where they can find you. We'll go.
1: All right, as always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You can also find me on Instagram at GalaxyProfile. That's Galaxy, P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And those DMs are always open if you want to give me some game day video suggestions. Always open to more suggestions. All
0: right, there you go. Uh, if you're looking for uh, me on Twitter, it's at J-G-U-E-S man and of course at galaxy podcast head on over corner of the galaxy.com that's where you can find articles about the uh, the game coming up in august the league's cup showcase and of course uh, all the videos all the podcasts all that stuff is right there corner of the galaxy.com all right think that about it. does it uh in the chat josh is a large not an XL. let's get that right he's slimming down he's going going to gonna hit three million meters on uh, on sunday so woohoo, yay for me uh i think that does it for mr eric the portuguese hammer i'm josh pato guessman you've been listening You've been watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. and We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.